What up, Recruit Army and MLW fans? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of Square Circle Podcast, I'll be going over MOW Fusion Alpha that debuted on 10-6-2021. This is the MOW show that leads up to the MOW Fightland pay-per-view that was aired on October 7th which that will be in a, another podcast episode where I will tell you my MOW experience. It was an amazing experience to go and cover MOW Fightland and you guys will get all the details in the next upcoming podcast episode. But for this one, we're taking a look at the three matches and the behind the scenes stories that is going to be leading up to MOW Fightland. And I hope that you guys enjoyed MOW on YouTube and also on Vice TV when it came out on October 7th. So this is a little tiny bit behind, but it's okay. I'm here to give you my review of it and have you guys watch it. If you have not watched it already, MOW returns to YouTube every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. MOW starts off with a little bit of confrontation. Alex Hammerstone, who is the national openweight champion, is confronted by the security and the security is letting him know that he cannot come into the building. Alex Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu are being separated at the time because their big title for title match comes up on MLW Fightland. So they're trying to keep them separated, but Alex Hammerstone is a stubborn guy. And we'll see what happens later on in the night, if he happens to get into the building or not. MOW kicks things off with a tag team match. We have 5150 taking on Injustice. Danny Rivera, who is Danny Limelight, for anyone out there who might get confused when I talk about Danny Limelight. When I do my reviews for AEW, so in MOW, he goes by Danny Rivera and he is teaming up with Slice Boogie and they create the team of 5150 that has Dr. Julius Smokes in their corner and also Conan as well. But Conan wasn't present for this one. It was just Julius Smokes. For Injustice, we have Myron Reed, who is the middleweight open champion. And I wonder if he's still the champion when come MOW Fightland, because he's in a fatal four-way for that championship title belt on the line at MOW Fightland. And his partner is Jordan Oliver. So both of them make up Injustice. This was a really good tag team match back and forth. A lot of high flying, a lot of risk. And a lot of wrestling, but 5150 just overpowered Injustice by really taking advantage of Jordan Oliver and cutting the ring in half and using the outside to their advantage and using Julia Smokes to their advantage as well. Jordan Oliver, though, has a very tenacious heart and he wasn't giving up and he tried to mount an offense back to 5150. But that wasn't the case. 5150 was definitely taking advantage of the whole situation and making sure that Myron Reed does not end up getting into the match. However, there was an opening there and Jordan Oliver took the opening. And that allowed Myron Reed to come in and land in some offense to 5150. And both Oliver and Myron Reed were taking back the control of the match and the advantage of the match against 5150. However, it just wasn't enough. A really good spotlight I wanted to point out was that Slice Boogie spears Myron Reed down onto the apron, which again, you guys know that's the hardest part of the ring. And then Julia Smokes comes in and hits Oliver with an object, 
We're not sure what exactly that object is, but there was some interference because that's what good managers do. They know when to have interference. And then Danny Rivera comes in and pins Jordan Oliver in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. And this match is completely over. The win goes to 5150. 51-50 may have gotten the victory over Injustice, but they really wanted to bring the point home that they are dangerous individuals and dangerous as a team. So they started doing post-match beatdowns to everyone and anyone in their way and eventually made their way to the back. And now we get a backstage interview with Alicia Atut interviewing the C-Stars, and then Willow came in as well. And I'm guessing Brittany Blake entering the scene as well and just killing the mood and the vibe. And that is the first look at the MOW Women's Featherweight Division. It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to be a little bit patient. And they will deliver on the women's division because these women are talented. I'm going to be talking about the next upcoming match, which is Ashley Vaught, who is one half of the Sea Stars, taking on Willow Nightingale. And before I get there, I definitely want to take a moment to say that I was on the MOW media call and I finally got to ask a question on these media calls because I never really get the chance to do it because it's the same old people with the same old questions and nothing new ever gets asked on these media calls. But I'm very happy to be part of the MOW family and taking part in MOW media calls. So just very quickly, I will be going over the media call in depth about a lot of things that Court Bauer has said about MOW and in regards to the questions he was asked, the answers he gave us. But he really did confirm that the women's division will be different from the men's division and it almost felt as if like it will be its own separate thing so that way the women don't have to compete against the men for tv time for ring time and i think that's a very good thing to have the women are special the women that they picked to be in the featherweight division which is an actual real division they're not making it for like a gimmick type of purpose it's an actual division that's going to be upholded so think of like tradition it's that and these women that they have in mow are really good women to have they're definitely indie wrestlers but they have everything that they need they are the full package and I really enjoyed this next match I'm going to get into. But just to let you know that the women's division of MLW is coming in full force. And I'll break down a little bit more of the media call in terms of Kurt Bauer's responses to the questions. But yes, the MLW featherweight division is definitely coming and is going to be packing a huge punch. So again, make sure you tune in every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. to watch MOW unfold because MOW is a whole different product than any other product out there. It's not an AEW. It's not a Ring of Honor. It's not an Impact Wrestling. It's definitely not New Japan. Major League Wrestling is exactly what it says. It is combat sports. And it definitely feels like a major league and how they present their wrestlers and how they present the presentation of MOW as a whole. So let's jump right into Ashley Vox versus Willow Nightingale. These ladies are definitely amazing in the ring and they told a wonderful story. And I would just like to say that this match was evenly matched. 
and it was really good to watch. It didn't feel like any other overproduced women's match that you might get on WWE or like anywhere else where there's a lot of influence. And sometimes you could definitely see how certain female wrestlers are not comfortable doing certain moves or the way that they run into the turnbuckle and they do it very softly so that way they don't get hurt. I totally understand that like wrestling in the ring you know, you often get bruises and you get hurt. But if you really, truly love the sport and do it because you enjoy it, it should come out 100% like Ashley Vox versus Will and Nightingale. And Ashley Vox is a lot more smaller than Willow. Willow is a lot more bigger. She has the power advantage and the size advantage. Ashley has the smaller body frame and she definitely has that underdog tale to tell one day in mow but this is the perfect start to have these two ladies kick off what will set the tone for the rest of the women's division for the featherweight division and i'm really happy that these two got to showcase their skills in the ring on mow fusion alpha and so like i said it was an evenly paced match i do love the fact that just because willow is the bigger competitor and she could definitely overpower Ashley Vox. Ashley Vox was quick and she was smart and she used her quickness and Willow's momentum against her to get certain offenses in. Whenever Willow had an offense done to Ashley Vox, Ashley would definitely counter that and counter it smartly to outmaneuver Willow, to use Willow's momentum against her and to definitely make sure that Willow knows it is not going to be an easy victory for her over Ashley Vox. And what I really loved about the story inside the ring was who could one-up who, because it felt like they obviously probably wrestled each other on the indies, and then when they brought it here to MOW, they basically knew each other and their moves and counter it. Actually, Vox was definitely great at that, and it really put a standard on the type of women's wrestling we should be seeing because each of their moves were smooth and each of their approaches were interesting. They are very different. You could definitely tell the difference between them, not only in size, but in character. And sometimes when it comes to the women's division, as much as I love talking about the women's division and just wrestling in general and supporting the ladies of professional wrestling, there definitely needs to be some type of character that distinguishes you from someone else. So that way I don't feel like I'm talking about the same cookie cutter character that everyone else plays. Like I really do enjoy the fact that Willow comes out very happy and she has this phrase that she says she's the babe with the power. And every time she says that phrase, I'm really thinking that she's a fan of the movie Labyrinth. And I'm just waiting for her to break out in song and dance. But even though Willow has a very bubbly, friendly nature to her, she's definitely a powerhouse and not one to be messed with. And that was definitely seen with her here wrestling Ashley. Ashley, on the other hand, is very quick and smart. And she definitely knows what she's doing in the ring, almost like a ring general and she could definitely bring you down she could definitely use your momentum against you in order to get one up on you and it definitely looks like she has a 
fighter type of background, maybe MMA, maybe something to that nature. And this is how I can remember the two and the two are not the same and the two are different. And that's what I want to see more when it comes to developing your character as a female athlete in this business, because I do know that sometimes it's a little bit hard to distinguish yourself from someone else. Especially if like, you know, you have 10 blondes, but like, why can't you have a different color than blonde? You know, like blonde isn't and shouldn't be the be all end all of you making a character like there's different hair colors. You should go brunette. But like society has taught us that blonde, blue eyes, big assets on your body is definitely the way to go. And sometimes we need to break the stereotypes and need to start Becoming ourselves and not letting society dictate to you what should be the latest trend, what should be in, because, you know, a week from now, society can be like, hey, it's, you know, fall season, so make sure to be a blonde. Like, why? No, just trust yourself and make yourself different and just be as different as you can. And that's the true personality to get you over as a wrestler as a character and that's what willow nightingale and ashley vox did when they fought on mow fusion alpha and i appreciate that from these two ladies so here are some highlights during the match willow comes up with a submission but Vox gets out of it. Vox is very crafty. She's almost like a sly fox. That's how I like remember her as. Just because in this match, it was beautiful back and forth. Vox did have an answer for everything when it came to Willow. Willow coming in with hot offense, but Vox with her smartness outsmarted Willow at times. Vox at one point sent Willow into the corner. However, Willow countered that with a cartwheel and a super kick to Vox. Willow Nightingale definitely shows off her athleticism and it's amazing to watch in the ring. However, as we get closer to the end of the match, Willow does her finisher. It is a sit-out powerbomb. It is known as the Willow Bomb and gets the one two three over ashley vox this was a must-see match for mow fusion alpha and you guys should definitely check after that wonderful women's match that starts off the featherweight division in the perfect direction we now have a backstage segment that has alicia two interviewing davy richards and by the way, you guys are going to hear me probably mark out in the next podcast episode. It has been so long since I've seen Davy Richards live in a wrestling ring since his Ring of Honor American Wolf days. And that was a treat. That was amazing. I love watching Davy Richards wrestle in the ring. And so Alicia interviews him and wanting to know his thoughts about his win over TJP. Davy Richards gets some words out, but not enough until TJP comes into the scene and just totally interrupts everything. And both of these guys are telling Alicia to get out of the scene because it might get a little physical. And as soon as TJP just guides Alicia out of the scene, in comes a cheap shot, a straight jab to Davy Richards' face. And then we have a little mini brawl, but people are there 
person now are there to break up the little brawl and maybe we'll get Davy Richards versus TJP part two later on in the future for an MOW. I'm not going to spoil it here. I'll say what's happening during the MOW experience because something does go down between Davy Richards and TJP. However, while speaking about TJP, Congratulations to TJP for becoming the newest member of the United Empire, joining Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, The Great Ocon, Aaron Hinare, and Aussie Open. However, I still have questions. I want to know the why. Apparently, TJP turned on Clark Connors. I'm guessing on a taped show of New Japan Strong or whatever the case may be. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on my end. But what I really want to know is the why. Because last we saw TJP and Will Ospreay in a ring, it was August 14th, 2021, New Japan Resurgence. Which, by the way, guys, you should go back into the archives to hear my review of all things New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence. On that night, Will Ospreay was talking shit about everybody. We already know that Will Ospreay is not in the G1. He's currently touring the States with that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. And he was talking shit about the Young Lions. Young Lions come out, but TJP is telling them to calm down. And then Will Ospreay talks shit about TJP right to his face. Now, if someone decided to talk shit about you straight to your face, why would you want to join the enemy? Unless that person promised you a shot at the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title sometime down the line. That is my guess. That is what I'm thinking of. And eventually, we'll probably get TJP to answer such a question. Maybe, I don't know. But to me, it's kind of mind-boggling that someone like TJP, who tends to rub people the wrong way and you know he kind of does fit the united empire thinking about it but i guess the mindset is that keep your friends close and your enemies closer and we'll see what happens i'm not saying that there's going to be tjp undoing the united empire from within but it makes you wonder and question why would he join the United Empire after Osprey was talking all that shit about him to his face on resurgence? Like what changed from August all the way to now in order to be part of the United Empire? And so we'll see how well of a tag team TJP and Will Osprey will be. Coming next weekend, October 16th and the 17th, where New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be at the 2300 Arena, the ECW Arena, and have New Japan Showdown. We'll see how well they could work together as a team. Are they going to be cohesive? Are there going to be any problems? Like, I really want to know. I'm going to be paying close attention to it. You guys should too. And I wish that New Japan Pro Wrestling can give me press pass at least so I can cover all of this. Like, I love covering professional wrestling. You guys know this. I love what I do. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to cover it from uh, at home watching it and then giving you guys a review on it. But TJP is definitely the talk of the town. And he's also 
a really great competitor in the ring as well. So we'll see what happens between him and Osprey teaming up and then following whatever else he does in his wrestling career. And we'll go from there. After that backstage segment, we do get word that Alex Hammerstone has entered into the 2300 Arena building and has been on a rampage trying to look for Jacob Fatu so that way they can have this match early and probably do some damage early before MOW Fightland. But then Kruger finds Hammerstone and they start battling and they go off to one section of the building and in comes Caesar Duran, who is the general manager of MOW, and locks the door and basically tells the camera, you think that I'll have my prized possession, Jacob Fatu, get hurt? Like, Caesar Duran came prepared. He locked the door. They're fighting in there. They could deal with that. And so we head back to the ring to have the main event of MOW Fusion Alpha, which is Matt Cross getting his title opportunity against Jacob Fatu. In last week's episode, Matt Cross went to Caesar Duran, the manager of MOW, and was like, I want to prove myself. And so Caesar Duran granted Matt Cross the opportunity to face the Samoan werewolf, who is the MOW World Heavyweight Champion in this match currently here that I'm going to go over. And so this is how we got Matt Cross versus Jacob Fox. In the early going of this match, Matt Cross definitely takes it to Jacob Fatu. Matt Cross is using his speed and his strength to take Jacob Fatu off of his game and his strategy. It works for a little while, but not necessarily through the whole entire match at all. Matt Cross manages to get Jacob Fatu to the outside. However, with like all Samoans, the outside is very dangerous. They know how to use the outside to their advantage. However, Matt Cross has one up on Jacob Fatu, which is pretty interesting. Matt Cross manages to send Jacob Fatu into the ring pole, and that allows him to do this flag pole elbow press combination where he just drops straight down on Fatu and then he rolls him back into the ring. We have a drop kick from Jacob Fatu to Matt Cross in this match. And now this is where Jacob Fatu takes advantage in the offense when he's going after Matt Cross. Matt Cross doesn't really stand a chance at this point. Jacob Fatu does a handstand moonsault, which looked amazing. And then manages to do an over-the-top move as if he is a cruiserweight to Matt Cross when he gets Matt Cross out onto the outside of the ring. Matt Cross comes in with a cutter and decides to go for a pin against Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu kicks out of that cover. And then as we're getting closer to the end of the match, we have that beautiful moonsault that Jacob Fatu does on to the top rope crashes down on Matt Cross and unfortunately when he goes for the cover and gets the one two three Matt Cross does not win and is not the new champion Jacob Fatu retains his MOW World Heavyweight Championship title and that concludes MOW Fusion Alpha
Overall, MLW is doing a wonderful job. And ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this review of MLW, there is more to come. On the next podcast episode, I will be talking about my experience at MLW Fightland, even though I already did that on a live stream. But I'll give you more details about other things that I've experienced and also the media call that I was on. And I'll give you guys more breakdowns on other things that I discuss about MOW. And I really do hope that you appreciate these episodes, these breakdowns and the results of the match. And I hope that you always tune in. And if you are a new listener, thank you for listening to this episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to tell a friend, make sure to tell a friend. This is going to be an audio podcast and it will be out on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. And for the video version, it's going to be out on the YouTube side of things, youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast. That is right. Thank you guys for subscribing to the YouTube channel. I now have 104 subscribers. Please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button, click that bell for all notifications to never miss an update. And guess what? I will be doing more live streams. I currently have two live streams. One is talking about my MLW experience and how in New Japan Pro Wrestling for the G131 Climax, how Chase Owens got a victory over Tanahashi, which is very weird. And I had to talk about it. And and Tama proving all the haters wrong and why he deserves to be in the G1 and why he deserves to have a singles push. And then I talked about my MLW experience, even talked about AEW news. So make sure to head over to youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast to get in on the chats for those live streams. You never know what's going to happen with those live streams. And then to just see all the wrestling content that I have on there for you, which you can watch for hours and hours and hours. So again, make sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notification bell as well. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, make sure you do because this is very important. Make sure to search for at Marie underscore shadows. When you do, make sure to hit that follow button. And then in my profile, I have a button that says subscribe to my newsletter. That is right. I am writing a newsletter where you get updates on everything I'm doing in the professional wrestling world, whether that is covering MOW, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and maybe some WWE content. I don't know. But stay tuned for everything. It will be all laid out in that newsletter called Marie Shadow Creates Wrestling Memories. Because together we're making wrestling memories. And we're doing it together as a team. You guys are with me. You guys are the ring crew army. That is what I say every single time at the beginning of these podcast episodes. So head over to twitter.com. And follow me at Marie underscore shadows and hit that subscribe button to be automatically subscribed to the newsletter to never miss an update. Those newsletters are free. They go to your inbox and they're all about professional wrestling. And one last thing. If you want to take it a step further and become a Patreon to get more exclusive content, then please do me the favor and head over to patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows. There are different tiers. You could pick whichever tier you want, and monthly you can subscribe for extra content, such as that media briefing, extra content, QA, extra content, pictures, extra content, and even workout videos, nature walks, extra content. Just let me know what you want, and it will definitely be there on the Patreon side. The Patreon side, all that money goes back into supporting the Square Circle podcast, supporting Marie Shadows, the whole entire brand, helping me travel to places in the wrestling business so that way I can cover more professional wrestling for you. 
I could work on my commentary, which will be exclusive to you guys to give me feedback. And then also I can interview professional wrestlers, hire graphic designers and hire anyone else so I can pay them because with your help, remember guys, we are making wrestling memories together. So my adventure is your adventure and you get to live through me, through the Patreon, through YouTube, through Anchor, through Twitter, through everything else that I do. And I love what I do. I honestly do. I honestly love what I do. And I love that you guys are tuning in to listen to me talk about professional wrestling. So it's patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows. All right, guys, you have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.